Welcome to Multi-Passionate Artists, featuring conversations with visual and performing artists, along with other creative souls on their journey, process, and entrepreneurship. I am your host, Diane Foy. My purpose is to help multi-passionate artists embrace their values, ambitions, and story so that they can slide into the spotlight with the impact and income to match. Hello, and welcome to episode 83 of Multi-Passionate Artists. It's been a while since the last episode. I have so many things to update you on. We had Canadian Music Week. I was on the Canadian Musician Podcast. And I'm writing a column for the Canadian Musician Magazine print edition for the fall. Coming up in future episodes is I want to coach live on the show. First up, I have some of my current and previous clients that will volunteer to be coached on the show, but this is open to all of you. You know, you may want to listen to a few of those episodes to see what it's about before you volunteer. But if you're like, I'm, I want that, I want to be coached on the show, you can head to dianefoy.com slash volunteer and fill out the application. And we are open to talk about anything that is in my fans, media and industry attraction playbook. We can talk about any of the challenges that you have in your creative career, how to manage multiple passions. We can do that on the show. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to be doing more solo episodes. I'm going to have themes of certain topics that I'm going to be sharing on social media as well as the podcast right now. Obviously, the first theme is multipotentiality. So I will be doing a solo episode all about multipotentiality. Um, for now, you can check out Diane Foy Arts on Instagram and in the Facebook group, Multipassionate Artists. And I'm posting about multipotentiality. So if you're not really sure what that is, sometimes I question my decision to change the podcast name and my niche to multi-passionate, because once I learn a lot about something, then I kind of just assume everyone already knows about it. And maybe that is a multi-potentialite thing. But I've been doing interviews, whether I'm on someone else's podcast or they're on mine. And along the way, they discover that they're a multi-potentialite. And every time it happens, you know, they do a million things and they just don't know that multipotentiality is a thing. And when I explain it to them, it's the relief. And it reminds me why I do it, uh, what I do and why it's so important to get the message out there that multipotentiality is a thing and we have many superpowers, we have many strengths. There's a lot of good about what we do. So our guest today, Brian Benson, this happened, you'll hear this. And he's an award-winning and number one best-selling self-improvement and children's book author, actor, filmmaker, 
project coach, spoken word artist, podcast host, TEDx speaker. Talk about being multi-passionate. As a four times Ironman triathlete and cross-country bicyclist, Brian knows the value of hard work and never giving up on his dreams. A message he shares with audiences through each of his creative expressions. Brian's book, Habits for Success, Inspired Ideas to Help You Soar, was an Amazon bestseller and was selected as a 2019 Book Excellent Award Grand Prize winner. He's also the host of the Creative Spark podcast. And he didn't all that and he didn't know about multipotentiality. <laughs> it's a wonderful conversation we had about everything that he does. And I hope you enjoy it. So hello, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So tell me in a nutshell, <laughs> or the Uh-oh. or the long version, uh, what is it that you do? Oh boy. It's still, it's, it's boy, I'm in transition a little bit, but I've, I've done a lot of things and I, and I will continue to do a lot of things, but, uh, I left my family business about 12, 13 years now into the unknown. And I accidentally wrote my first book and it, it just sent me on this crazy journey of self-exploration and, and finding all these creative gifts I had inside of myself that I had no idea were there before. And which have included since then, um, writing more books, uh, some self-help books and some kids books, um, some presentations like TEDx type stuff, um, spoken word, uh, poetry videos. Um, I moved to LA about um, nine years ago now, and um, I've gotten into acting a little bit. Um, I just love to create positive content in all kinds of different ways. And, um, you know, I, I'm also a project coach that kind of helps pay the bills sometimes when, when acting and the book sales aren't, you know, as much as we'd like them to be. And that's been a lot of fun because I put a lot of my own projects together. And so it's, it's, it's nice, um, to help other people do that too. Cause it's, you know, it's a really neat thing to be able to access what's inside of us and kind of just, I don't know, you know, have it, have it right there in front of us or have it out there to share. Yeah. And so were you creative as a kid? Well, you come from a creative family and <laughs> how, what is your creative journey? Yeah. You know, I would not have said I was a creative kid. I mean, looking back maybe a little bit, I used to love to just, I, I'm, I'm an outgoing introvert and I would love to, I'd love to spend all, just hours and hours in my room, just listening to records that I bought and decorating my room with, you know, the music acts that I liked during uh, of the day. And, and I love sports and I have baseball posters all over the place. And I would just, I'd make it my space. And so, you know, not, not that that's very creative, but yet I, you know, it was, it was, I really enjoyed it. I, I started playing guitar in high school too, a little bit. Um, writing never really, when I was at the, the family business for a bit, we had a golf center. It was a driving range, a retail store and a nine hole par three course. And while I was there, I never thought I'd ever do anything with them. But every once in a while, I'd get an idea for a character and I would start to write kind of a little story and it would be rhyming. And for me, it was almost more of a a mental exercise or a jigsaw puzzle that I tried to put together. And so I never really had any 
um, writing, you know, instruction or, or what have you through the years, but I was just for some reason able to do that. And so then I finally started putting some of those out into the world about three, four or five years ago, some of those kid stories, but, um, not, not really. I played sports. I played all sports. And, um, when I was in college at Oregon state, this is the last thing that I'll let you talk. (laughs) Um, I had to take a creative writing course as an elective. And I think we just met twice a week in the evening for two hours. Um, and we had to do all the work in class and I got an A plus and it surprised the heck out of me. It's like, whoa, this is fun. I didn't, you know what I mean? Just like, um, being able to craft stories in, in that amount of time and just, I don't know, I, I thrive doing that. And so, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so how, for all the different things that you're doing now, like mm-hmm. what made you want to get into acting? Yeah, well, that was kind of accidental as well. When my first book came out, I was terrified to speak in front of people. And I, I wasn't really marketing that much. It was way back in 2009, kind of before, you know, everybody started doing the book thing and what have you and all these different avenues for us to put them out there. But I, I just, I, I moved, I left Oregon, I uh, left the family business and I moved to Reno, Nevada. My son was uh, entering high school about 30 miles away in Northern California. And I just started to reinvent myself. And I knew that if I wanted to share the book's message, I needed to overcome my fear of speaking. So I took a couple of college, um, community college speech classes. Uh, and the teacher was a really, really great guy, just very positive and empowering. And he also was an acting teacher. And he said, hey, why don't you, why don't you come to the class? And so I did. And I, and I with no plans on acting, but I thought it would well, be another great way for me to kind of be comfortable in front of folks. And I had fun and um, didn't really think much about it. Then shortly thereafter, I had a dream this is not, I'm, this is serious. I had a dream about this street guitar story. And when I woke up, I go, I have to write this down. And so I did. I met a young filmmaker randomly and I said, Hey, I've never really acted before. I don't know how to make a short film, but I think I have a pretty good idea. You want to do it with me? I said, sure. So we filmed it over the course of like four or five nights in downtown Reno, a cold guitar man. And it's like eight and a half minutes. And it did well at film festivals. And it just, made me feel really empowered and alive during the process. Somebody else saw that, gave me the lead in their short film and then in Reno. And then I, and then I moved to LA shortly after that, after my son graduated from high school. And so I, I just went, came to LA green and just dove in and started taking classes. And, so you're, and, uh, there already is a podcast called the accidental creative, but you're kind of the accidental creative. No, oh, is it really? <laughs> I am the accidental creative. I just, I follow my intuition and if it feels good and it feels like a heck yeah, I step into it, even if it's scary. And I kept stepping on my comfort zone over and over again, but I kept having fun, you know, with a question mark, sometimes it was not fun, but um, fun. And, and I just started kind of like gaining more confidence and, and just having really unique experiences that made me feel alive and meeting great people. And one thing, you know, how things go, you, one thing leads to another and you meet more people, good people and, and other things kind of open up and, and that's kind of what's happened. So you, you writing books and you had a book about, the, I, I've already forgotten the name of it. The, uh, what is the book called? It's probably the last one you're talking about habits for success. 
Yes. Inspired ideas to help you soar. Yes. Yes. What are some habits that we can implement to be successful? Oh my gosh. <laughs> there's there's 48 chapters, so there's a lot. I suppose it just probably depends on the person and where they're at and what they're wanting to accomplish and stuff. But I think you can never go wrong with movement, whether that's exercise or just going for a walk. Um, you know, I think it just kind of gets us going. Um, meditation has really helped me a lot, and it can come in all kinds of forms too, whether you're actually sitting down, you know, in a comfortable place for a half hour, an hour, or if you're walking, you know, you can get a, a little bit of a meditative, you know, uh, juice going there, listening to kind of ambient music, just something to slow down, slow our brains down. That's always been very helpful for me. Um, you know, just, <clears throat> it's not always easy, but I really try and remind myself to find the gratitude in, in a, in lots of different things. And that kind of kind of helps keep my vibration up a little bit. And um, yeah, you know, just, there's so many different things we can do. I mean, eating is, you know, a, a good habit, you know, what we put in our bodies makes a difference in it in, and how we feel and how we're able to perform. Um, we could take a whole nother, we could go to the, you know, the other side here and just talk about like, um, being vulnerable, you know, that, that's, that can be a really good habit and really help us, um, become more self-aware and, and, and grounded in ourselves. Um, gosh, the list goes on and on. <laughs> and what made you write this book? It, uh, great question. Let's, let me, well, it was my first publishing deal. The first four books I did, I self-published. And I, I don't know, I just felt like it was time. I, I just like a lot of the things, since I kind of felt like I was kind of, you know, moving forward in a lot of different positive ways and, and kind of working on myself and trying to, you know, get the whole self-growth process and self-awareness process down. I luckily had a, a literary agent kind of fall into my lap. And so I connected with them and they forgot about me or I started getting more into acting for a little while. And that was kind of put on hold for a couple of years. And I said, you know what, it's time. So I reached back out and they, they signed me, they hooked me up with another one of their agents and it was a really good fit. And I just um, kind of had this idea of taking my very first book and just kind of blowing it up in a lot bigger way. And, and that's kind of what happened. And as I was writing it, it ended up kind of turning out a little bit different than the proposal as sometimes as, as that often happens for me, you know, you just kind of get going on something and then it kind of begins to show itself in maybe a little bit different way, but I'm really proud of how it turned out. Um, it, it won a couple of book awards, you know, that doesn't always translate to sales, but, right. but I'm really proud of how it turned out. And I've, you know, there's so many self-help books out there and <clears throat> I tried to make it, you know, I don't ever try to tell anybody what to do. I just try to lead by example and, and share some fun stories and some good ideas and, and just try to make it an entertaining read also. Right. Yeah. And so what brought you to having the Creative Spark podcast? Yeah, I have done a couple other podcasts in the past and I maybe got like four or five episodes in and then, and then kind of saw something that else that was shiny and, um, <laughs> you know, but, or I got busy with something, but this, this just felt right. I was, um, 
I have to digress a little bit. Last year, I spent six months on the road in in a used RV I purchased. And and uh, just to kind of heal, I had prostate cancer two years ago, and I'm fine now, but it was kind of a crappy thing to have to go through during COVID. Um, I don't know if there's a good time to have it happen, but yeah. you know, everything was shut down. And I just went to Oregon, where I'm from, for six months over the, not last winter, the winter before, just to kind of just relax. And just it, it was really a blessing in disguise because it gave me permission to get off the hamster wheel a little bit and really kind of like take a closer look at what I was doing and why I was doing it. And it also gave me permission to say no to some things that I was doing that I didn't like, but fast forward to last year, I'm on this trip and just really having an amazing experience and and healing in a lot of different ways and and learning about myself in a lot of different ways. And I just felt like uh, it was time to start another podcast. And so I love when I was little, my mom said the only word that ever came out of my mouth was why. So I'm very curious and I love to talk to interesting, creative folks And so, um, you know, I've met a lot of really neat, cool people, you know, since I've been here and and through social media. And so I just said, you know, I I wasn't sure what I was going to call it, but I just, I didn't want to make it a self-help podcast. I wanted to, I mean, it is very helpful, you know, it can be very helpful and inspiring, obviously, with the stories that I'm um, getting from my guests, but but I wanted to just kind of have a little different take. And so I'm just finding all kinds of interesting, creative folks in all kinds of different realms. Um, I had an ESPN sports anchor on a little while ago, who was just a wonderful guy. And he kindly gave me his time because he's very busy and, you know, um, um, a science fiction writer, um, musicians, um, a really amazing painter, painter, just, just all kinds of stuff. And so I'm, I'm having fun. And so for me, that's kind of, I just want to have fun. And if it can help, I want to help other people too. I want to put positive stuff out there, but, but that's kind of how I'm going about it with that. Yeah. It's always interesting hearing other people's stories, their journey. Yeah. The struggles along the way. Yeah. Cause we, we're all, we all, we don't all go through the same things, but we all want the same things and we all have our own version of, you know, stuff we have to overcome and, and, and maybe purge from, from our, the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves. Yeah. And where do you want to go with it? Is this a mm-hmm. long-term thing? <clears throat> Interesting question. Well, I, you know, <laughs> who wouldn't want to have Spotify or some, some big podcast company pick it up and pay you millions of dollars? I mean, yeah. that would be awesome. I would love it. And, you know, I'd have a team to help me do all this stuff that I don't like to do. <laughs> I just. Yeah, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really kind of doing it really in a casual way, but um, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it, you know, and just see what happens. And uh you know, I've got a lot of different seeds planted. You know, I think that's really important. And you just never know when uh, something's going to take. And and sometimes when something takes, it, it kind of takes other stuff with it, right? Yeah. And h- how do you balance your time when you're doing so many different things? Hmm. It's not always easy. Sometimes I kind of like, I'll have my list and see all these things that I'd want to do when I'm doing. And then I don't know where to start. And so then nothing gets done for the day, right? You know, because you're just kind of like, Ugh. But yeah. what I what has really helped me, and like I kind of mentioned on some of those habits, is just uh, I go to the gym in the morning pretty early, and that always kind of gets me going. And because I have to move, 
I'm, I'm not a nervous person. It's just that it just helps relax me and settle into all that I'm doing. And sometimes if I don't do it in the morning and I'm kind of like a little antsy and it's hard for me to like get focused and grounded on what I want to do. So I make sure that I do that. I go in the morning and I also get a little meditation in and then I kind of feel like, okay, I'm grounded. I got the stuff done that that is important that will help me <clears throat> ease into the rest of my day. And then I just um, kind of have a priority list, right? And um, sometimes it'll be an audition that needs to be sent in in the next day or two. Other times it's preparing for the, the podcast. Um, I am starting to write a book about my experience last year and what precipitated it, the, the cancer experience. It's not going to be a cancer book, but you know, obviously it kind of pushed me in that direction. Right. And um, I'm really excited about that. It's going to be kind of like a, a memoir, a bit of a memoir. And I'm, I don't know if I could compare it to anything else, but maybe something like Wild. Um, right. And, and I've got a friend that I'm, we're going to work on a script for it as well. Um, yeah. And do you, cause this is the multi-passionate artist podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're obviously multi-passionate, multi-potentialite. Um, <laughs> had you even heard of those words before? How did you come to know that, uh, it's even a thing that's not something wrong with you? <laughs> Well, that's interesting. I don't know if I've ever really thought about that term before, but I know it's something that, boy, intuitively, I know I'm supposed to do a lot of things, but then sometimes you'll get pushback from people that are trying to help you or whatever and say, you got to focus on one thing. And I, say, I can't, exactly. I can't. And, and, um, that doesn't mean that we can't focus on one thing for six months or for three months or something, right. Just to birth it or what have you. But I know I'm supposed to do a lot of different things. I mean, I'm a Gemini. I don't know if that means anything in that realm or in that re regard, but, but I have to do all the different things just to really feed my spirit. Yeah. Like, and part, <laughs> part of the reason I even changed, I changed my podcast name. It yeah. used to be sing, dance, act, thrive and coaching musicians and actors mostly, mm -hmm. but I'm a multi-passionate and, yeah. you know, I think there's so many of us that don't even know that it's a thing <laughs> and we all think it's something wrong with us that we can't stick with anything. Yeah. Are we afraid of success? Are we, you know, what's <laughs> yes, wrong I've with us? About that too, right, right? <laughs> yes. And we all mm. feel that way. And, and once kind of we discover that it's an actual psychology term, multi-potentiality, mm. mm. and it just means that we're, our brains are wired a little bit differently <laughs> and we are so curious. We want to know so many things about so many different topics. And yeah. when we're passionate about something, we will dive in and learn everything we can about it. Mm. And some things are lifelong interests and other things it's like, okay, I'm good. Move on. Next, next topic, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's just this thing. And, um, like I could send you some links and some books. Um, so wow. Emily Wapnick has a Ted talk and she talks about multi-potentiality. And basically when I saw her talk in this Ted talk, I was like, Oh, so there's nothing wrong with me. It, it is a thing. And wow. it's funny when she was telling her story, I'm like, basically changed the job titles. And that's my story of how <laughs> she was in a punk band. Then she wanted to be a lawyer. Then she wanted to be this and that. And it's just like you and, and those feelings of 
is there something wrong with me? Because everyone tells me I'm supposed to pick one thing and stick with it. And that's part of why my coaching is kind of opened up to multi-passionate artists because I want everyone out. So many people don't know that it's a thing and they're still struggling (laughs) of why they can't focus. And I'm, I want to kind of say, come to me. I will, I won't tell you to pick one thing. (laughs) And that advice of niching down and you can't do all this. And I'm like, yes, you can come here and I'll help you. <laughs> no, well, that's awesome. And um, to be honest, I'd never heard of that term before. And so that's really interesting. And, and yes, I've gone through all the same things and thought all the same things you probably did. And other people did like, you know, not, you know, whether it's, you know, something wrong with me or man, if I would have just focused on that, I would be there now exactly. or, you know, and so there's a little bit of like, uh, but it's just, it's not, we're not wired that way. I mean, when I was little, you're just, this is bringing back memories. I mean, I, I love history and I would just freaking dive into it. And then I would collect stuff from that, that era, whether it was civil war artifacts or old baseball history. I mean, I would just go full in and some of the stuff I still have, but a lot of it I got rid of, you know, but I just, yeah, that's so me. Yeah. <laughs> and you're okay. Thank There's you. nothing oh wrong gosh. with oh. you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you watch that TED talk, it's like, then she goes on to talk to all the specialists in the world of how, mm-hmm. how much you need us because we have skills that, you know, because we can draw on so many different things and, oh, and yeah. because we're always a beginner, so we can pick up on things really fast. And mm-hmm. she was like, just going on about all, all of our superpowers. <laughs> no, I love it. No, it's so true. That is so true. I mean, I can do so many different things potentially. Yeah. Um, wow. So cool. you're a multi-potentialite, multi-passionate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so many different words for it. And there's so many different <laughs> books because she even mentions in her TED talk, it's like, she thinks it's funny as a community. We can't pick a, pick one thing to be called. <laughs> um, so there's a book um, called Refuse to Choose by Barbara Shear. Mm. She calls us scanners. Yeah. And then there's a book called Renaissance Soul. Mm we're Renaissance souls. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emily calls us multi-potentialites. And I've always just been drawn to the multi-passionate word. And I don't really follow her, but I think it's Marie For- Forleo that came mm-hmm. up with that uh, multi-passionate entrepreneur or mm-hmm. multi-passionate creative entrepreneur, I think is what she, and I just was drawn to that multi-passionate word. But there's many words for us. And it just <laughs> means we have crazy curiosity and we dive into different subjects and mm-hmm. you know sometimes hobbies can be all consuming and other times it's like it's a casual interest um, but it all comes together and that's why I love what I do now is that I can draw on all the different careers mm-hmm. and into what I'm doing now is coaching and mm-hmm. and your your coaching as well right Project coaching. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to helping people maybe kind of get their book finished or, you know, get it published, self-published and, and just, you know, it's really, it's, it's been interesting. I'll, I'll kind of have all kinds of different little um, things that I'm doing. I mean, right now I'm helping a gentleman. I can't talk too much about it, but he's been um, 20 years in prison and he's an amazing artist and he created these courses in, in the, um, prison that he was staying and they were just incredibly popular and he combined art with 
positivity and some self-help stuff. And it was just very, um, very fruitful for a lot of people that took it. And so now he's, he's putting that together in a, in a bigger package he's out now. And so we're, we're kind of putting some of that together to, to market and such. So, but yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, yeah. All kinds of different. um, Yeah. You know, some people want to really make something hit big and, you know, financially successful, et cetera, et cetera. And other people just want to kind of just realize a dream they've been holding on to their whole life, you know, whether it's a a memoir or just some, you know, whatever, but uh, Right. So you help them take Mm -hmm. their big idea and break it down into how to get there. Yeah. Just, yeah. How to put it together. You know, luckily I just, when I, like I said, my first four were self-published and, you know, I put a couple of short films together on my own without any knowledge. I'm just really good at the gorilla stuff and just, just making it happen. (laughs) Yeah. It's being resourceful. And I think that's when I first heard of that Marie Forleo, mm-hmm. because someone on a podcast told me you should read this book. She wrote a book called Everything is Figure Outable. Mm. And so I got it and I started reading it and I I ditched it very quickly because I'm like, I could have wrote this book. <laughs> right. Like you're speaking to the wrong person. But it's yeah. great because like it's true. Everything is figure outable. And people like us, whatever the issue is, like we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. there's this thing mm-hmm. called Google. Like, it's amazing that people don't think of this, but it's like, what, are, why are you asking me something that you can easily Google? <laughs> you know? well, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to do this. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. But well, we're, yeah. The, we're the type of people who will just go <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. I mean, the very first one I did my first book, it was, I think even before Amazon had its print on demand thing. So I just, I just found someone who had had a book out and I, um, uh, got a few tips from her. I found an editor. I found a printing place someplace and I, my eyes are bigger than my stomach, but I ordered 2000 <laughs> copies of it and uh, you know, just, okay, <laughs> let's, do this. let's do this. Yeah. And I think that's also the good thing about um, coaching is yeah. that, you know, we, we've already figured it out so we can help people oh, yeah. get there a little bit faster and not yeah. have to struggle as much as we did. Yep. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So yeah, no, it's wow. That's so interesting. Yeah, I'm def. We're definitely multi-passionate folks, and you know, and now, and and it was kind of. I've had some ups and downs because I mean, I when I was three, I told my mom that I was put here to inspire people, and she reminded me after my first book came out, it's like, hmm. And so then I my expectations just went through the roof. And that kind of killed some of my joy over the course of the next eight years. Cause like every time I would do something or release something, I would think, is this the thing that's going to spring me? Right. <clears throat> and, and uh, you know, I was having success in a lot of different ways, but not maybe in the ways that I had hoped or had envisioned it. Maybe the financial success wasn't quite there. And, and so I would uh, kind of beat myself up and hold myself back in a lot of ways in that regard. But uh I don't know. You know, it's just, we all have lessons to learn. And, and I always just try to tell people if they're doing books, just, Hey, the book is for you first and foremost, everything else is icing on the cake. Um, it's just, it's very competitive out there and I'm not trying to like squash anything. I mean, just make it happen, just do it, get it out there, make it write the best book you can, and then just be proud of yourself and then, and then just see what happens, you know? Yeah. And as my publicity brain comes in, it's, Mm -hmm. it adds credibility. 
Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't have a book. But, you know, it's like if you have a book, it adds credibility to whatever it is you do. Yeah. I've. It's interesting. You're right. And I think a lot of people now are feeling like they need to do one. And for me, it was never that. I just had to write it. It had to come out of me. And so I kind of, I'm, <clears throat> content is not a problem for me. I have enough content that lasts me the rest of my life if I want to focus on a certain thing, right? right. Um, but a lot of people, they might have the, the, um, the client, let's say a coach, for example, they have clients and all that kind of stuff, but maybe they don't have the book or a TEDx talk or a TED talk under their belt and, and, for me, it's just like, I have to create. And then I worry about the other stuff later where they've already, you know, started their business and got it going or what have you. And then they feel like they need to do, you know, the, the add on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just, sometimes I see other people that might be further along than I feel like I am. Um, and that kind of tweaks me a little bit, triggers me a tad, but I've, I've worked through that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I have a lot, you know, I just, I am who I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's definitely a, a skill because there, yeah, you're just a natural writer and you can, you could just, you want you want to get it out. You can just write it. Whereas other people struggle with that. And, uh, I always yeah. say I'm a, I'm a good yeah. editor. I'm a better editor mm. than I am a writer. Mm. Writer sometimes is a bit of a struggle, but putting mm. things together and editing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's important too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, it's, well, I think a lot of people, <clears throat> if they've never done a book before and they're not much of, they're not, not a writer, and I'm not referring to you at all, but just like, they just feel like it's, it is a big, it's a big undertaking, but mm -hmm. they, I think a lot of folks think they need to go from A to Z. And I always try to share, it depends on what kind of book they're writing, but what has always worked for me is just write down what I feel like I need to write, get it down, and then it begins to show itself where maybe it's supposed to go. Um, now, my books aren't like um, fiction novels; they're more nonfiction, so it might be a little easier to do that. And for that reason, you know what I mean? Um, right. To 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 cut, not copy and paste, but just jigsaw puzzle the book together but i always just try to tell people just don't you know, write down outlines get get some headlines some things you want to talk about that you know that are going to be in the book and just write underneath that and to just keep doing that and then all of a sudden you've got a lot of information and then we'll piece it together yeah and also some i've started trying to do this too it's like i'm good at talking which younger me would be shocked that i even say that yeah but <laughs> Yeah, me I, too. You know, I've just gotten so much knowledge that I like you can ask me and I'll spill everything I know. But mm -hmm. to, for me to write it down, I, I freeze. So mm -hmm. I've started to like transcribe maybe interviews I've done and transcribe. Um, you know, yes. I haven't done it yet, but I could just start talking, record it, transcribe it and then turn oh. it into something. Oh, for sure. Easy, easy. Yes, for sure. Um I do. I'll do that. I like to hike a lot and I'll, if I get an idea, that's why I usually get a lot of ideas. I'll just voice it into my notes on my phone and then I'll email it to myself and then I'll put it on a document and then just clean it up. And it, whether it might become a blob, blog, a blob, <laughs> some of my, some people might think some minor blobs. blobs, but yeah. Um, but you know, it just, it just can get used that way. And then, um, 
with the trip I took last year, I did a lot of voice notes while I was driving when I would get ideas about things. And then I also kept a daily RV journal of my trip. And I just got done. I just, I just got an app for $6.99 a month or something and just, just vocally transcribed everything um, onto a Word doc from my journal. And so now I've got that, you know what I mean, to work with as I start to piece it together. But yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah, because I, str- I struggle with that too. It's like, oh, I got to write a book or I like, I'm, you're probably as similar as that. I'm a big thinker. Like I, I see the big picture and it's maybe harder to kind of break it down. Or also once I know something so well, like I tend to overwhelm people with information. <laughs> so like <laughs> writing blogs or like doing the, you know, the short, uh, you know, reels, mm. where it's three tips to this. My yeah. brain doesn't work like that. <laughs> and I know that those three little tips is not really going to help you. I need to sit down with you for an hour. <laughs> I know. I guess yeah. it's it, that's just the fish hook. That's just the bait. Yeah. Three and, tips to do this. <laughs> and I'm just doing so much. It's like I'm not doing some of that stuff and I, I should be. I just I can't do it all. And I'm at the point where I, I mean, I've done pretty much everything by myself and I, I need help now. Yeah. Um, just to do some of the, the social media stuff. But. Yeah, that's just bait. Yeah. Trying to eat. <laughs> yeah. It's such an interesting journey. Yeah. So what's next for you? What do you what do you want to achieve that you haven't already? That you what, what you thinking about the future? Well, I'd love, 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 love to really really write a really good book. Um, the one that I'm currently starting to d- dive into about my trip. And, and mm. I mean, you know, if I could just cross my, snap my fingers, I'd, you know, who wouldn't want it to be a New York times bestseller and, and be option for a film. Yeah. Um, that would be for, you know, for wishing and dreaming that that's what I would love to have happen with that. Um, you know, the podcast, it's just kind of just cruised along. Um, I'll sometimes just, you know, get a whole bunch of interviews done like in a week and then I'll, you know, won't do anything for a couple of months, but yet I'll have release them. Right. You know, right. Just kinda, so it's just an easy little thing, but I'm kind of open. I mean, I, like I said, I'm transitioning and I always thought I'd be the next Wayne Dyer. This is very embarrassing. Like way back when my first book came out in 2009 and it won a couple of awards too. And I've, I wanted to, I mean, really kind of dive into the self-help world, but I don't want to be a self-help guru <laughs> anymore. Right. Um, I just want to be a creative that's, you know, gets his work gets recognized um, and, and, you know, it enables me to have, you know, make, make some money and, and just because I, I have so many ideas and things I want to continue and do, you know, to help people in a fun, unique way. Um, yeah. You know, just to kind of continually be supported and make it sustainable. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Cool. And you said that when you were a kid, all you ever said was why. Yeah. Um, I can relate to that. And I always <laughs> ask at the end of every podcast, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? Mm. Wow. It gets deep. Well, yeah, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm a pretty deep person. I don't really share a lot of my depth. Um, I just feel like I was put here and I don't want it to sound egotistical. I mean, we all have our, 
our places in all kinds of different ways. Um, but I really do want to make a difference on a big scale just to kind of raise the vibration of the planet. And um, just by sharing what's kind of coming through me, I mean, I feel like I'm just a conduit, you know, and I, I'm not religious, you know, I, I guess I consider myself spiritual, but um, just, just to like get it out there and just, you know, when people come across it or read it or view it or whatever, just to have, make them feel good and feel inspired to kind of in, in whatever way that the inspiration is supposed to touch them. And, and so I think that is my why. And it's just, it's, I can't do anything else but that. Right. Perfect. And so where can people find you online? <clears throat> Lots of different places. Um, my, my website is gbrianbenson.com. I go by my middle name, Brian. Uh, and the, um, all the books and everything is on there too. And there's some fun videos and stuff, but uh, you know, all my books are on Amazon under my name. And, and the podcast is just the creative spark podcast.com. And I just released episode 15 and that's, I just wrapped up season one. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This is a wonderful oh, conversation. Thank you, Diane. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate you. For links and a transcript, visit dianefoy.com slash 083. Thanks for listening to Multi-Passionate Artists. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your fellow artists, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To connect with me, I'm Diane Foy Arts on Instagram and in the Multi-Passionate Artists groups on Facebook and Clubhouse. Thanks again.